What does Colgate mean by live life to the brightest? Could it be a rich glass of red sipped inside a Parisian cafe on a snowy night when my gaze is met by a tall, mysterious... I mean, brushing is directed with Colgate Optic White Pro Series Toothpaste gives you a visibly whiter smile in just three days so you can live life to the brightest and finish that glass without worrying about teeth stains. Colgate Optic White. Find it at all major retailers. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Welcome, Welcome to, to the movie podcast. podcast. This my, my name, name is Daniel. Daniel. <laughs> oh my god. Welcome to this bonus episode. I'm so sorry for whoever's listening to this. I said right Chupu. Chupu? Chupu? Who's yeah, because it was just a bunch of gibberish, so I thought I would get in some weird words. Are in you there. telling us to chupu? Nope. Okay. Well, just, just making that. sure. Just chupu. I don't want to do that. Uh, this is a very special episode that has no place in time, but it's no time and place. But it's oddly Relevant. Relevant to, to time. time. And place. And place. This episode is... Sponsored by. <laughs> this episode is all about our top movies of the decade. This is a big one. So this our is a big, disgusting episode. Disgusting episode? How big It's it going to get messy for sure. Yeah. It's going to be controversial. Why? <laughs> Every episode with me is going to be controversial. My gosh. I'm going to make it happen. This is like 36 episodes it now. Is. Um, but yeah, so this episode, we will be going round robin. Each of us will go around the table and list a favorite movie of the decade starting in 2010. Mm-hmm. So we'll go from 2010. Do to, I get to start? Yeah, you could start. Going from 2010 to 2019, we will go around the table, each giving a movie, why we like it, have a mini discussion, and then continue on from there. And it's our personal film from that year right like it's it's the movie that we're like okay i can watch this over and over again yeah. and or this is what this is what this is what i think this is what i think of right. yeah um yeah this is a nice little bonus episode that we have here for this day that you're listening to yeah. it on Shay and I are currently in Florida as you're listening to this. In sunny Orlando. Um, I'm not in Florida. Shay, Anthony is not. He's in the snow right now. Thank God. Um, but the nice thing about this is if some massive news does break, which it probably will when we don't have access to our microphones. <laughs> Always. Uh, <laughs> We're going to fly in. We'll fly in. We'll, well, you're going to be in Florida, so we'll, you know there's going to be some <laughs> massive news that's happening there. Um, so we'll, we'll find a way to convey to you. But I think without further ado, let's just dive into our list. Starting with 2010, <laughs> the year 2010. Anthony, kick us off with your Toy movie. Story 3. Why? Why? It's a Toy Story 3. Like, what? why not? Well, give us more. Like, okay, why? it's Toy Story 3. Yeah. I said it three times right now. Right. Yeah, so three times. Toy Story. It's it a rule is, of three. Um, the end of the story, Toy Story 3, or Toy Story arc, we'll say, yeah. with Andy. Phenomenal movie. Great story. Very tense moments. A lot of crying moments. Um, and I, I will say it's one of the only animated movies because I feel like we've all grown up with Toy Story. Yeah. That because Andy was going off to college, I was going off to university that year. Like it was one of those things where it's like it felt so like connected to who I was because you like you feel like those Toy Story is part of your identity, right? Right, right, right. Um, and I just remember bawling my eyes out of that movie too. Yeah, it was uh, very emotional for me. 
uh, just because I grew up with Toy Story. I went to go watch Toy Story 1 in the theaters, mm-hmm. 2, and 3. No, wait. I didn't go watch 2 in the theaters. <gasps> How dare you? Oh, yeah, I did. Um, and then 3. And then, yes, you're right. The the whole, like, the grown-up Andy. I was like, oh, yeah. he's grown up. He's leaving his toys. Um, just that, that a well-written story. Very, very passionate. That incinerator scene definitely. Got oh, yeah, unreal. man. That was unreal. They went there with unreal. that. And, and I think, too, with Toy Story 3, not a lot of animated films show the progression of time, right? So to see the fact that we're going into Toy Story 3 and, like, Andy's older, you're just like, oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Like, it's mature. This is it's more not mature, with toys right? anymore, you, you know? know? Like, so you're dealing with a, a thing that's really has the issues on it. How are you? My 2010. So I had Toy Story 3 on there. 2010 is such a difficult year. Very tough year for me Because well. it's had such banger movies that Bangers. I still watch to this day. Let's hear them. Man, can it's so hard, man. There's, I'm going to go with the movie. Probably the most popular movie of 2010 was Inception, mm-hmm. and it's a movie that I think people knew who Christopher Nolan was because of the Dark Knight movie. But I feel like Inception is what made Christopher Nolan the a director that everybody would pay attention to. Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with my gut. And I'm gonna go with Inception because I that's a phenomenal movie from every aspect of the plot. That it's part of pop culture now with like a dream within a dream type it's scenario. So it's just much. a reference so much. The score I still listen to. Hans Zimmer, man. It's just a phenomenal movie. But 2010 probably has th- four of my favorite movies of all time on that. Oh yeah, uh, of that year. Yeah, and I know you're going to say one of them right I now. Know, I know you guys gonna say. Gonna say um, I'll let I'll let you say the next one because I, I have a feeling what you're going to. Why don't you just play the theme song? I don't know what he what thinks we're going to play song. right now. If you don't say it, then I'm going to, I'm going to like, I know you what you know on. I'm going to say, and that's, that's the worst part about it. So the thing is I put two down here, but obviously I'm only saying the one, Yeah. but we can acknowledge the other one. Right. So the one that I put down to me is, is a film that was unexpected for 2010. Yeah. It was really what opened up my eyes to this director. Yeah. And that movie is the social network. Yep. I knew yeah. it. I knew yeah. it. The, the, the song. The song. Bring, bring. Is that the part? Like, the, what song? That sounds like a Chinese guitar. I don't know what that was. Like a mandolin? Mandolin's not a Chinese guitar. What is it then? It's an Italian uh, little yeah. guitar. Yeah. yeah. Oh, sorry. I thought you so, hate Italians. No, I'm wearing, I'm wearing one. I'm wearing <laughs> my shirt right here. Oh, Anthony does. He yeah. hates that guy. But yeah, social network. Why did you choose social network over the town? You knew That's why I wanted. So I put the town down as well. Yeah. And the reason why is the town was a film that I didn't watch in 2010. You did not watch it in 2010. No. Wow. I, I watched it probably a year or two Technicality, after. Technicality, yeah, yeah. Uh, and it, it's not so, so much I know, that. I'm, I'm no, I, you, I, yeah. but I get what you're saying too. Um, it's more so that Social Network, it did a lot. And it's still super relevant today as well. Right. Um, it's not a movie that I've watched as much as I've watched The Town because I've watched The Town a lot. Right. But Social Network really took an idea and something that was as boring or simple as Facebook. Facebook. The Facebook movie. Yeah. When that it was we being, kept hearing about when it. When we saw the trailers, they're like, they're really making a movie about Facebook? Like, fuck this. Like, why would you do that? Yeah. And it turned out to be... And hearing that David films. Fincher was attached yeah. to it, and you're like, well, okay, well, that guy made one of my favorite films, Seven. Sure, whatever. Let's see what happens. Anthony, have you finished The Social Network yet? No. You have not finished it yet. So we'll, we have to watch it, the three of us, one day. No, I have not. On my Sorry. 2010 list, literally, is Inception, Social Network, 
Toy Story 3 in the town. Yeah. Same and here. I put honorable mention maybe to The Fighter. I really liked The Fighter that year. It's a good movie. Um, really good but movie. I wouldn't put it in, in no, the league with those other ones. It's not defining at all. Um, yeah. 2010 was a great year for movies. Solid year. Solid year for movies. 2011, Anthony, I'm going to tee it up to you for your next one. We'll keep it like this, yeah. Drive. Ooh, Drive. Good choice. Also on my list as well, too, for that also year. Also on my list as well. What about yep. Drive made it so... It was an unexpected movie. Yeah. It was unexpected. I, when I went into it, I didn't know what to expect. Um, I didn't even know Ryan Gosling wasn't going to talk in this film. Um, the whole sequence, the, the whole setup for this this movie was amazing. Right. I just loved the tone. I loved the direction. I loved the pacing. I loved it how, how it had almost like this comic book noir vibe to it that, um, that again, I wasn't expecting. Yeah. Um, it's funny with, with Drive. Drive is like one of the biggest like indie movies that I see people like when people think of indie movies I feel like Drive is one of those movies yeah. that always kind of comes and one up. of the most like misleading trailers yeah and yeah. that's it it was marketed almost like an action film and it's not that the it's soundtrack was burn. phenomenal mm-hmm. and, I, and I always the soundtrack is what comes to mind for but that what movie what kind of gets me is like it, it's a Nicholas Winding Refn Winding, Winding yeah. Refn film and he never ever lived up to no anything else after this after film after Drive yeah. nothing um He's his art direction was phenomenal. Yeah. The colors were great. The there's just those it, driving scenes, man. The, Everybody the wanted the beginning to copy driving that, sequence you know? where it's just like you see, you know, that bank, that Ryan Gosling scene? looking through the mirror, yeah. the rearview mirror. It's just like the shadows, the lights, L.A. It's like tells very you the, Los Angeles, yeah. which I really love. He tells you the rules of the movie right in the first, yeah, the first bit of exposition. Is like if you're here in five minutes or whatever. I'm I'm your guy. And then for the next five minutes, I'm your guy. Anything after that, like you're on your own type. Yeah, deal. like it's perfect. And it's that perfect sequence, setup. that one part when Ryan Gosling, um, at the pawn shop, is it at the pawn shop or at the bar? Oh, with at the, the bar where Oscar Isaac. Oh, where the guy sits down beside him. He sits down. He's like, like, yeah, I know you. I yeah. know. Like, you, shut your mouth. I'll kick your teeth down. Yeah, and yeah. it's like, fuck. This. There's so. That's I was cool. I wish they made like a sequel. I wanted to know more about where he came from. But yeah. I almost kind of wish they. I'm glad. Yeah, they did, and they though. didn't. And yeah. that's great. But yeah, the elevator scene, oh. ultra, ultra violent, violent take is just so good. And phenomenal and movie. Al Brooks is that unlikely yeah. villain. Yeah, yeah. And you oh, have Mel, Bro- Al Brooks. Al Mel Brooks. Mel Brooks. Mel Brooks. No, Albert Brooks. Albert Brooks. Oh, so Albert. Mel Brooks. Yeah, not is, Mel Brooks. Is, <laughs> his brother, right? No, I think that's a comedian because yeah the Mel Brooks movies yeah um no but I was gonna say like great casting you have Brian Cranston in that you yeah. have Ryan Gosling you have Michelle Williams um Oscar Isaac, Oscar Isaac, Isaac is yeah. in it like you have a really good cast in this movie and I just they're all actors that are doing really well today and I think yeah. when you look back at that movie I think for Ryan Gosling especially that really helped define his career as well too um 2011 for me again I have drive on there um I have Moneyball on there as well too. I I don't know why I'm not a baseball person, but there's Moneyball something about Moneyball. Film. It's a great movie though. That just that Sorkin right? Sorkin writing it just it just gets me. But and Dragon Tattoos on my list as well too for that year. But for the movie for 2011 for me, I'm gonna say Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol. Mm. And I just mm. I just literally I remember going to watch that movie three times in theaters mm-hmm. in the December it came out. I went with my dad three times to watch it because we loved it so much. We loved the Dubai scene with the Burj Khalifa and him. Running across there, Shay, you've gang, been to gang. Dubai, right? Gang, gang. Um, 
Sandstorms are exactly how they are in that movie, right? It was such a realistic. It brought me back to my childhood. <laughs> the I was sandstorms like, wow. of growing up, right? I thought you were going to say sand people for a second. No, that's mm, that's, that's uh, racist. Uh, Is it Jawas? Yeah, it's Jawas. <laughs> no, no, no sand people them. are the. <laughs> I take an immediate offense to that. So uh, we'll have words um, after this podcast. But yeah, with uh, with Ghost Protocol though, in 2011 also attached to it like the dark knight rises prologue yeah. was attached to it so i also have the memories oh, of like yeah, yeah going yeah. to go see like that, that opening, opening sequence. sequence with bane ripping a plane. plane yeah yeah uh, crushing for- this plane. i totally <laughs> forgot about that sequence um and like I, I just have such fond memories but like just mission impossible ghost protocol i think was a turning point for that series when Definitely. it comes yes. to just making it go big and better brad bird Brad Bird his first best, his first live action movie best live action movie and his best live action movie um yeah i can't say enough good things about that movie and it's a movie that i watch a couple times a year still to this day i just saw it at the Cinesphere in in um in uh, Ontario, Ontario place. place uh just in august seeing that on the IMAX screen and it's just a phenomenal movie Shay Shay so yes i mean obviously you've got Mission Impossible, uh, Ghost Protocol, and that was a huge film as well that year. I agree with you 100%. Yeah, made a lot of money, too. Made a lot of money, yeah. really defined the genre as it is now, and just kick-started this new franchise almost, in a way. Um, I'm going to be giving it to a film that I had absolutely zero expectations for, had zero hope in, and it completely surprised me. And unfortunately, it was just that one film and nothing else after it really stood out and that's x-men first class yes for sure matthew vaughn came out of nowhere really that was the movie that nobody was looking forward to that no one you that was the movie that was the year awful marketing awful marketing awful posters almost marketing the worst posters ever and like Mm -hmm. it was it was so rushed as well as so rushed yeah and nothing about that film was like okay this is gonna be good and the casting yeah. felt weird too. Yeah, very strange cast. But it has some of the most the most memorable scores that I can remember. Henry Jackman, Frankenstein's like the, that theme yeah. for Magneto. Bum bum, bum bum, bum bum, bum bum. And the opening scene I remember shook me when you see Kevin Bacon and young Magneto. Yeah, and it just cuts, and you just see that room right full of torture weapons. All, yeah. And just, the, and people know we have a soft spot for World War Two. We do have a soft spot for World War Two. Um, and it just that. To me, I mean, granted, the film has its moments and flaws in here, sure, there, yeah. But overall, what it was trying to do, I'm, I loved. I'm 100% with you. And when you're thinking about 2011, uh, that's the year that I graduated. So mm. I remember just always going to the movies with my friends. And like, that was the year that Thor came out, Captain America, Green yeah. Lantern. So like, those were like the big ones people were looking for. And Thor and Captain America delivered, Green Lantern did not, obviously. No. But I remember us watching, um, first class and especially after studying Frankenstein and that scene with Matt, Michael Fassbender in the bar, I'm, Frankenstein's I'm, Fra- monster. I'm looking for my creator. Yeah. One of the greatest scenes of the decade, hands down. And, Easy. and I just wish that the X-Men movies going forward were able to capture that magic that was there. Cause I think if had Matthew Vaughn returned, the X-Men universe would be looking very differently today. Mm-hmm. And who knows how that would have affected the Disney mm-hmm. buyout as a whole. Right. I, I agree. Yeah. 2012. 2012. Anthony. The year that the Mayans predicted we yeah. wouldn't have, you know, gone further. Is that the year that we were supposed to all die like, and melt or something? Yeah, yeah. That we were supposed to die that year. Yeah. yeah. We survived. But you know who didn't die? Tell me about this. 
the Avengers. <laughs> so yeah, I, I'm pretty sure this was on your list. Yeah, all no, you guys, not at all. This was totally on my on list. list. Yeah. Um, wow, this was the first time ever that they did a superhero team up film right. And this, this was like the only time ever, but they did it really good. It shouldn't have worked. Yeah, it should not have worked. When there you, were too many odds against it. When you yeah. when you saw like the whole like with the whole Paramount Disney weirdness going on, by with Disney buying Marvel and the fact that like Iron Man two was like was fine, Captain America was like fine, Thor was fine. Like they weren't beloved yet by the the, yeah. the populace. It wasn't there yet. It wasn't there. Like they were all good entries, but it wasn't like they weren't embedded like they are. Like when you think about Endgame where it is now, yeah. like into where it started. The Avengers is a huge gamble, and huge it's gamble. it's my number one too for that year because I don't think you could look at 2012 without without seeing Avengers and what that did and how much box office records it broke and everything like that okay. too, right? Do you have an alternate though? If you didn't have there Avengers was, on there, I think Dark Knight Rises is up there too, just Kafrau like it ending that, the that Nolan trilogy. That trilogy uh, yeah. Django Django was a phenomenal movie, and it's it's one of those movies that I absolutely love. Same with Argo mm-hmm. as well. Um, and also, if I'm looking at a smaller movie, Twenty One Jump Street. That was actually mine. Yeah, yeah. I'll let that you was talk that about was it. that that was my number one pick because obviously I knew Avengers would be on there. Argo, you have Skyfall on there too, which a lot of people enjoy. Yeah, that was on my my Silver Linings playbook. Yeah, it was I, don't know, I find myself watching that film quite a bit. Oh, really? Why? Eh? But it's, I th- it's, it's a really great film. It. It's, it's really. Oh, well, you never seen it, eh? Never seen it. It's really well written. Really like well directed. I think uh, I own it though. It's very interesting. It's funny because like uh, the fighter was on my 2010 list and the same director. Yeah. Uh, for um. David, why am I blanking Damon, on his name right now? David, David, David O. Russell. David O. Russell. Yeah, That's I was. It. I don't know. I was blanking on his name. I, every time I pass by it or it's on Netflix, I'll watch it. Yeah, it's just a well. I'll, I'm gonna watch it. Soon. Movie. It's, I'm gonna watch it. Soon. I really enjoy it. It's yeah. a really good. It's a really really well made movie. Yeah, mine was uh, Lincoln. Uh, <laughs> oh God. <laughs> Ooh. Good God. No, never Lincoln. But yeah, why Jump Street, Shay? Twenty One Jump Street because it's again very similar to X Men. Everything is against it. Yeah. You have Jonah Hill and Channing Tatum. In 2012. In 2012. Channing Tatum still not very well liked yet. No. Like, he's just that pretty boy dumbass. And Jonah Hill is super bad. Yeah. You know? And then you've got these directors from How Do the Chance of Meatballs coming to direct this film. And you're like, okay, who are these guys? It's their first live action movie, right? First live action film. Who are these guys? They're they're reviving a 80s television yeah. show here. Why should this be good? What the fuck do they say about Covalent Bonds in this school? You know what I mean? Like This had no right to be this good. No. It is by far one of the funniest films to this day. I still laugh as hard as I did when I watched it the first time. Yeah. It is so self-aware, so meta. And the fact that it was followed up by a brilliant sequel, the sequel is as good as the original. Yeah. I can watch them back to back. Yeah. They're f- it's a phenomenal movie. And if you haven't watched 21 Jump Street uh, by this point, watch it because it's just a phenomenal movie. And it have was you on watched my- it? Yes, you like yes, it? I have. Yes, yeah, great, Good. great movies, and just Phil. I think that's the movie that really put Filler and Chris Miller on the map. Oh yeah, of everyone in Hollywood. Yeah, Cloud Atlas too. And no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> God, uh, 2013, Anthony, Prisoners. Ah, yes. Good choice. Uh, the reason why I chose Prisoners was it was my introduction to uh, Denis Villeneuve. Yep, as Denis. a Denis, Denis. Francais. as a filmmaker. Um, again, it's something I didn't expect. Um, I remember watching it in theaters and I just felt the amount of anxiety, anxiety and pressure, intense feeling that, oh my God, is he, 
who who where is this kid who is who, who, <laughs> what's, what's happening you know what's like, going what's going on, on? Like, oh my god i hope they find him at the yeah. end it's just but not what's so going on good. like you don't understand no, it. just no, like no, what's no. going on like how is this going no happen? but it, it was like yeah like why who, is he, why are they still why do they still have paul dano like why why yeah. is he not telling them where this kid is right Hugh Jackman. What a movie. Uh, Jake Gyllenhaal. Jake Gyllenhaal, I thought, was the... the um, Stand-up performance? Stand-up performance. I thought it was Hugh Jackman because he was so angry. Grizzly yeah. in that movie. Like, when he... Yeah. That scene when he's... When he's got uh, Paul Dino up against the wall with Terrence Howard right beside him and he's holding that hammer and then he just breaks the the sink. Yeah. Like, I felt that scene. Uh, yeah. When he beats the shit out of him in the bathroom. Yeah. Yeah. He turns the hot water on, but it, the cold water on. Jake Gyllenhaal, though, he's amazing. He's that so amazing. That was a good year for Jake. Eyes. Yeah, the yeah. blood. Yeah, like he had that. He got the, shot. The, the slick black hair. Yeah. He's Detective that, Loki was his name. Yeah, yeah. Weird. And I thought he was like it must be this guy. He must he's something's be, up with him. Yeah, something's up with him. Um, but yeah, such a a beautifully a movie. made movie. Very. I I couldn't agree with you more. Yeah. Daniel. Oh, man. 2013. Very good year. We had some great movies. We had some hits this year as well, too. Um, honorable mention I want to throw out to Gravity. Mm. Just that was that, our... That was our first like, kind of like our, That was my first moment. time ever becoming friends with Daniel. Uh, we were friends, man, but we just... I don't know why you, you keep you saying that. You didn't I didn't, didn't think of you as a That's friend okay. until okay. Gravity. Gravity ended, and um, I'm like, I think I like this guy. I really like. I really liked Inside Lewin Davis that year as well, too. Mm-hmm. But I think... And Men of Steel, of course, as well, too. Beautiful film. Um but I'm going to give it to Wolf of Wall Street that year for me. Only because I've never done cocaine. Mm. But after that movie, I feel like I've, did it. I've done all the cocaine I'll <laughs> ever need to do. You've done ludes pretty much of that film. Oh, yeah. The Quaaludes. Like, that, Wolf of Wall Street is a movie that it blows me away that it exists. It's just, it's just, it's just one of those films that it's so excessive yeah. for the point of it being excessive. It feels so weird it's a Martin Scorsese film. Right, but it also has the Martin Scorsese-isms, and Leo's performance, yeah. to this day, is the best performance he's ever given in a movie, I period. Agree. I agree. Not, not the Re- Revenant? Revenant, no. no. Not at all. The Revenant is, it's a Forgettable. scent of a woman with Al Pacino winning. Like, that's wow. it's the makeup. It's like, it's them being like, let's give it to Leo for acting, but... I thought his best performance was um, Aviator. Okay. Aviator was great. Aviator was good, but he like the movie wasn't so strong. He like Wolf of Wall Street was a movie that you just it was a that's a that is a, a that is a theme park movie mm-hmm. that 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 is movies a roller coaster. Yeah, it's uh, it's absolutely phenomenal. And I think oh, the same that, that year we got two Leo films. Eh, we got Great Gatsby that year too. Oh which yeah, is we not, did Gatsby not in May. Common. Yeah, no, not at all. You, you don't like Leo is so picky and takes so much time with his films yeah. that you don't really see two come out of one right. year. But yeah, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw my um hat in my hat in the ring for Wolf of Wall Street that year. Nice. How about you, Shay? So uh, my number one was um, also uh, Prisoners as well. Um, if I had to pick some alternates, um, yeah, Man of Steel really is up there. I know that it's a, that's a controversial one because yeah, people really seem to hate it, and that's fine. You can have your opinion on that. Um, another one that really stood out to me um, was Fruitvale Station. Actually, oh yeah. Very, very good movie. Um, not one that I can kind of watch all the time. Right. But it it's so it's such a compact film in the way that it just gives you the story that you need to know. It gives you these performances that you need to see and a story that needs to be heard. I mean, Ryan Coogler, that's really the film that that's what introduced him to the world. Yeah. And I remember when I when I saw that in theaters, Ooh. 
everyone in the theater was crying. Yeah. That was that was such a tough watch watching them in the theaters and just everyone just kind of looking at each other like leaving the theater and just feeling like so heavy after it. Such what a what a beautiful movie. And again, if you haven't watched Fruitvale Station, find where it's where it's on whatever streaming service. I think that Disney Plus. <laughs> watch it because it's it's one of those need to watch. I agree. need to watch it. Uh, 2014. This was a big year as well, too, for movies. 2014. Where Where are you going with 2014, Anthony? I'm spinning my dial. Oh shit! Where am I? 2014. I'm gonna go with, <clears throat> and this is because, again, it it's just how storytelling can be ta- shown through, you know film and and set design and all yeah. that the grand budapest hotel oh great Very choice, choice. great, great choice. choice again the reason why i i picked this movie is just art design yeah how everything is built for this movie and the aspect the ratio costume, as well too the aspect ratio the colors the setup the frame it's just so beautifully shot and i just i always go to it because it's it's this weird it almost feels like a lego movie with real people oh, yeah. that came out that, that year that, that same year, year yeah yeah um did it yeah, yeah it did. Oh, wow. um wes anderson has a very distinct style yeah. and i think that movie puts it on display so, so well. well yeah um and there's again great performances all around yeah. and it's just amazing cast amazing cast Ralph Fiennes, uh william defoe uh adrian brody thompson the kid who plays flash thompson the kid who plays flash thompson Oh yeah. yeah! Oh yeah! Sorry, the, in the, the bellboy. Yeah, he plays zero. Yeah, zero. I don't. I never yeah. remember his name. Ricardo. Um, he's he's Buona, from Buona Guatemala. I, I don't know how I know that. But uh, Saoirse Ronan isn't it? Saoirse Ronan. Uh, Adrian Brody. Yes, I already. Jeff said Goldblum. These Jeff Goldblum. Yeah. Did you say I didn't? I wasn't listening to you. That's why. Um. <laughs> yeah. Again, but it's Wes Anderson, so like his movies are always stacked with like a million people in it, but right. they're also used so well, right? Yes. And it, Ed like, Norton, did you say Ed Norton as well too? He's in it. I didn't get to say it because yeah. I interrupted him. Yeah. Oh, really? we stopped talking. So yeah, but you interrupted. him. I have long he pauses. Knew, he knew, he knew that you were. I interrupted I like his pauses right? before I say something. I'm not Daniel. Who's... You think? Are you sure? You speak, are you? You don't even. Spontaneous I'm like, I am Daniel. I'm Shay. I'm controversial. Is that I what hate mean? this race. Well, Anthony. Anthony. I never said that. You might as well have. Uh, wow. But yeah, now, you're Grand now your sand people are coming out. Oh, oh. there we go. Ayo. Uh, 2014 <laughs> was a hard one. I mean, Grand Budapest. A lot of bangers this year. This is oh, a tough year for me to Lego pick Lego movie. Well. I think I know where you're going to pick. But let Gone me... Girl, Edge of Tomorrow, Whiplash, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. Why are you telling all the films, man? Nightcrawler <laughs> and Interstellar and Guardians of the Galaxy. Why are you saying all the films? Because those are those are literally what I have written for this movie Because for this what is, year. Well, what is that? What is the one, though? you got to pick the one. You can't give away all our films. I'm going to go with 2014. Whiplash. With a close, it's it's neck and neck with Winter Soldier. Mm. This is the W movies that year, but I'm going to talk about Whiplash just because Damien Chazelle, with that movie, that's a movie that I'll never forget watching it in theaters. Yep, because that movie literally gave me Whiplash. That movie is the definition of anxiety. Mm-hmm. That just ever present feeling of something wrong. That movie embodies that and it's just it's a movie that i love so much and i've only watched it a couple times at home and i love watching with people who haven't seen it because that that's a perfect movie for that kind of thing mm-hmm. but 
what a ride that movie is. It's a and, very digestible and film. And Miles Teller in that movie is amazing. And J.K. Simmons. Simmons getting his Oscar for that movie is just... Paul Reiner? Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. And I think it's one of the best endings of a movie for me ever, period. Like, Where cut to black and then... Cut to black. It's like you understand exactly what happened between those two in that moment. Cause there's a lot of people who I remember talking to like, well, I didn't get the ending. I'm like, it's he literally re- him becoming who he need to be because of yeah. his teacher being the asshole and the te- and JK Simmons. It was seeing them that finally meeting and, and them understanding each other. Right. Mm-hmm. And just like kind of that nod and hit, Oh man, I just unreal. What a movie, what a movie. That's a ride. But yeah, winter soldier. I can't say enough good things about cause I love it so much. Yeah, um, that Whiplash was also my number one, I, and I I remember I, it was a December I believe December release, yeah. Yes, and uh, it was only playing in one theater in Toronto, and it was a theater I had never gone to. Yeah, it was the Cineplex though, right? The Cineplex yeah. I had never been to in my life. Um, it looked like it was from the eighties, and I went by myself. This is one of the first few films I went to go see by myself, and I am so glad no one else was there with me that it knew me because I was just. I was just panicking. I was yeah. I was holding onto the armrest, edge of my seat. It is a film that is so amazing, and I'm so glad Damien Chazelle has a career from it because it's absolutely phenomenal. But yes, that year has Gone Girl. I mean, I know that Anthony and I are a big fan of that film, but I love David Fincher. Yeah. I love Rosamund Pike. Also, that's the year that we got Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. That film, Matt Reeves, amazing. amazing. He revived I- a franchise that wasn't even that bad to begin with. I yeah. mean, it was a, like Rise of the Planet of the Apes was a decent film. Yeah, it was a decent yeah. film. But and you did not expect it to go this way. And then Dawn just took it to another level, right? And that's another, I think it's like top three in that year for I me agree. Too, right? We got Nightcrawler that year too, which was amazing oh, performances amazing. by Jake Gyllenhaal and Riz Ahmed. Yeah. One of the biggest surprises that year for me though was Edge of Tomorrow. Amazing movie. Doug Lehman, written also by then Chris McCrory. Yep. What a phenomenal film. Emily Blunt, Tom Cruise, they yeah. did such a great job in that movie. Yeah. And then shout out to Interstellar that year as well, too. Like, of course. 24 and Winter Soldier, of course. Winter Soldier, of course. Winter Jump Street. You know, like... Imitation Game. Like, 2014 was a great year of movies. And it's crazy to think 2014 was five years ago. Crazy. That's I think insane. One of the, our first movies together came out in 2014. Days of Future Past. X-Men Days of Future Past. Was that, that the first time that we, you, the three of us released on a movie together? I think so. I would say so. From all the films that like, we've seen. Did you see far. Kingsman with us, though? I think you saw Kingsman with us. What year was that? 2015? Oh, yes, it was the next year, so don't don't worry about me. Yeah, twenty yeah, twenty fourteen. Days of Future Past, yeah. Wow. Yeah. I remember that. I remember when we went to go see we that, all watched uh, Queensway. It. Yeah. Twenty fifteen. Twenty fifteen. I'm gonna steal it. Well you're next, so you could take it. I'm gonna Say steal it. it. Say, Say it. it. So we could all discuss it together. Sicario. Sicario. Okay, yeah, Sicario too. Yeah, okay, it's good. A, we got show me Sicario. <clears throat> they got Dragon. <laughs> um, what can we say about Sicario on the show that we haven't already? I don't know. Wait, have we spoken about Sicario on the I show? Think no, so. I think I, I think we, we, we haven't really. We haven't. We haven't what's, really. How, so the story. Let's talk about the so story let, of Sicario. Well, let's talk about how we watch Sicario. So yes. Sicario, Dan and I watched together based on your recommendation. Yes. Yes. So I we would, had heard it was good. Yeah. But then you're like, no, no, no. You guys need to go watch this movie, especially for this border scene. Yeah. And we did, but go on. Yeah, so that's that's the story. That was it. But I told you guys the to watch the film, it. Though. Um, again, it's Dennis Villeneuve at his best. Um, intense moments, crazy Chris cinematography, which was uh, Deacons. Deacons. Um, <clears throat> the 
the border sequence was probably the most anxiety I've ever had in a film. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I know, like, yes, Whiplash and all that, but like, yeah. this was within this. Like, movie, it felt yeah. so real. Yeah. It just felt like, man, this is gonna happen. When they no go- one felt safe. That's why. And that sequence, yeah. no one felt safe. We actually spoke about uh, Sicario last week with John Bernthal because John Bernthal mm-hmm. is in a very small role in that movie. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, yeah, Sicario is just a phenomenal movie. And again, watch it if you haven't watched it. And and it, and it hurts me that Sicario two didn't deliver on what it could yeah. have been. But when I look at Josh Brolin, when I look at Benicio del Toro, those two characters in that movie. They weren't playing bad guys, but they scared me so much in that movie because mm. you never knew what to expect from them. And especially from Benicio, that scene at the dinner table. If you've seen it, you know what we're talking about. It's just, it's one of a kind that year. It's a, it's in a league of its yeah. own that year. It's it's the whole setup. The setup with the cop in the beginning. Yeah. Um, the father played with by... the father. And you're like, what's this got to yeah. do with the story? And Agent then you got... Sit- Agent well. Sitwell from, you know, <laughs> from Avengers. Um, Emily Blunt's character goes into that house full of dead bodies yeah and then she's you see- like she saves one of her partners and it's just very brutal and then the the explosions i got like yeah. it just those are jump scares that are such earned jump scares because yeah. it makes you generally fearful of and anything that, happen that actually happened yeah. like it feels he, real so yeah. when he go when they go to mexico and you see like the, the hanging, hanging bodies, bodies and, and the he's cartel like, presence like welcome to juarez what is? What is? And the movie also uses CGI very, very well. Like, yeah, you can't even tell. Like that, the the over the shots of pretty much those, you know, all the trucks or the or the vans kind of going. Yeah. Um, it's all CG. Yeah. The, the body's hanging, and I, I think about the moments in that film that are so good and so subtle, like when um, they're about to interrogate the brother in mm-hmm. the room, and you don't know what Benicio's character is doing, but he's just talking to this lawyer, and he's just. Oh, Holding a jug of water. He's thirsty, man. Yeah. But you don't, you don't know he's holding it. You just yeah. kind of know he's holding it. And it just cuts to him walking with this giant jug of water. And he gets in the room with, with Josh Brolinsker. He was like, what happened, man? And Nobis Angles, right? Yeah. And it's just... And then just him getting in his face and just like him just... Oh, man. What a movie. Even the end. The, the end, end when, when he yeah. says to her, you'll never understand you know, why we do this. You're never going to be a wolf. Yeah. Yeah. She was like, yeah, she's never going to be a wolf. Like, you have to get to, into a certain mindset state of almost. mindset to yeah. get to, you know, understand what you need to do to take care of these people. And yeah. then we got Sicario 2, which, so you want to be a Sicario. Yeah, which, I mean, I don't, let's never talk about that film. That was actually the first movie we reviewed for This Time With, as yeah. This Time With was Sicario 2. Day of the do you have another um, film for 2015, though? 2015. There's a lot of them, a, Again, yeah. 2015 was a strong year. I loved The Martian that year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A Force Awakens. Yeah. Rogue Nation. Mission Impossible, of course. Rogue Mad Nation. Max Fury Rogue. Mad Max. Like, that's good. That was, like, very close to my number yeah, one. Yeah, it was yeah. a phenomenal I movie. Don't, I don't it's, doubt it. It was... Um, that was Best Picture I, of the year. What was Best Picture of the year? It was uh, uh, Spotlight. Spotlight one, yeah. Which... Understandably, because of the topic, yeah, but Spotlight's, best picture it's a of the good year was movie, Mad but it's Max. not. Yeah, it wasn't best picture though. It was good movie. Um, I also love that year. Creed was probably my oh, runner-up yeah. for yeah. best picture that year for me. Um, but it's also a phenomenal year because we got Steve Jobs and we got Straight Outta Compton, which are also phenomenal movies Great that films. I love are in movies. my rotation still to this day. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. how about you, Shay? Would you have any other? Um, you, well, you guys pretty much shouted out most of them here. Um, I'm gonna throw it out to Jurassic World as well. Because we got a very nice revival of the franchise. We got, you know, Chris Pratt. We got Bryce Dallas Howard. And it was just a fun time at the theater. Yeah. And uh, I really, really liked Inside Out. 
Oh, yeah. beautiful movie. Absolutely beautiful I think movie. It's, it, it's, it was the last of that Pixar, you know, emotional connection, human connection film until I think most recently when we, we have this new... Soul? Soul coming out. Which is the same director too, right? Yeah. We have Pete Docter coming back for that, so... Yeah. That was the last I mean, original film, right? Before all the sequels that came yeah, out. That was, yeah, we had a lot of sequels that followed, but it looks like Pixar is going back to their kind of roots now. Um, but yeah, 2015, like we, we, we had... Uh, We've been lucky that we've been having a lot, like a good string of years. Those years that I think that's why these more recent years have been feeling a little bit more empties because we've had such bangers af- one after another. Mm-hmm. Um, well, how about twenty sixteen, guys? Let's talk about 2016. What is twenty sixteen? Twenty sixteen, Moonlight for me. Moonlight was a great movie. It was very good. I when I went to watch it at TIFF, I watched it at the world premiere. Nice. Um, was uh, Mahershala Ali there? Yes, Mahershala was there. Barry Jenkins was there. The whole cast was there. Naomi Harris yeah. was there. Um, Were both Chirons there? All, yes. all three. All three Chirons. I believe. Yes, yes, yes. I don't. Even the kid. Yes, nice. yes, yes. Um, um, I remember watching it, and I didn't know what to expect. Yeah, I didn't. Know. I just. I remember watching the trailer. And I'm like, mm, people were talking about this film being like, oh, this is something that you should go watch at TIFF. So I did get tickets. No one, to tell you the truth, it wasn't hard to get. No, uh, Moonlight was not a movie that it was went, it went spotlight. It went, yeah, it went under the radar. <laughs> yeah, and I got really good seats, very close to um, the stage. And man, what a what a crazy film! And when you think about like they were saying like the scenes in the water when they were like, yeah, they only had like ten minutes to shoot it. Yeah, like the whole movie I think was shot in what like two weeks or something so like that. Because I think it was Nightmare Manage's schedule as well. Yeah, so like it. it's 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 such a beautiful movie and like. Every time I think of Moonlight, I always think of our, our friend Kadim who passed away this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, just because him and I would always talk about it. Yeah. Like, we would always talk about it with yeah. him. And uh, yeah, it just, it just always reminds me of him and him it does tweeting about too, it. You yes. know, it just always brings His love for that film was, was amazing. Yeah. And it's one of the things that kind of pushed me to watch it. I remember yeah. we, you we and I watched it, it yeah. together. Um, but yeah. yeah. But yeah, that's a great that would, movie. Yeah. Yep. Um, again, connected to Moonlight for. Bad reasons, but La La Land is a movie that stands out to me in 2016. La La Land, that's um, another beautiful movie. Damon Chazelle. Um, yeah. I think that's my favorite film of 2016. Mm-hmm. I would say, um, but honorable mention I'll throw out like Doctor Strange, The Nice Guys. I think I want. Um, I'm blanking on his name right now. Shane Black. So much to do with sequel to it, or or Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, or, or just something. go back to his roots because I think his studio films haven't been as strong as his going with his, his own vision of things you know almost, right? um but i think my favorite movie in 2016 will definitely be la la land yeah yeah la la land was um was also mine and, yeah. and the reason why i gave it to la la land is I, I love hollywood i love old hollywood especially yeah. um but i don't like musicals and for me to like this film it had to overcome a lot right it had to be catchy it had to be interested and i was and i love ryan gosling and i just loved the music but there were also yes, yeah, Civil War that year as Civil well. Civil War, Rogue One. Um, another one that stood out to me a lot was Arrival. Oh my I god, really, I totally forgot really that was enjoyed Arrival, yeah. and I and I loved Denis, and I love what he was trying to do with the film, and it was Denis crazy so, back to back to back film, years, right? Eh? Right, and it's just yeah, but obviously Nice Guys really loved that as well. That was the same year that we got Nocturnal Animals, which was my favorite oh, film of that my year. God, how is that on this list? Nocturnal right now? Animals. Tom Ford, like, yeah, that's that's a theater experience too. You don't forget. I'll I'll never forget that movie. Um, mm-hmm. And you know what? I'll throw it out there as well too, just because we throw haven't it out yet. Twenty sixteen, it got a lot of hate, but I think the ultimate edition of Batman versus Superman. Mm-hmm. There's some really great stuff in there. Again, I enjoy a lot of aspects of that film. Yeah, 
I get people hate it, but I think it's also I think it's too hated. I think the it's movie's too, it's, way it's too the fun hated. movie to hate, right? It's like okay, let's take it's, it easy. And it's easy to pick on, which yeah. it, unfortunately. Um, but going on to 2017, I think this is where my list has been. My lists have been getting shorter and shorter, literally for every year. <laughs> and then we start getting to 2017, and it's like the lists are a lot shorter of what we're looking at. But what was what was your uh, top films of 2017, Anthony? I'm so sorry. Give me one second. No worries. I could go if you want me to go. No, because you might steal mine. Okay. Uh, where is it? Thank God I had a list in my notes of my twenty. Okay, no, you can go. Um, I think for my favorite movie of 2017, I'm going to give it to Dunkirk. Again, hmm, yeah. a movie by Christopher Nolan, my favorite director working today. Um, a war movie. Love war movies. Love World War II. And this movie, the way that it takes place, land, sea, and air... And even the timelines of them are different among amongst them, but still tell a, a, th- a story with a through line. I think the only director who could handle making something so complicated, mm-hmm. easy to follow is Nolan. And I think that's why it, it's my favorite movie of the year. But shout out to Blade Runner 2049, which I absolutely adore that year. Again, Denis, I don't know how he's had literally since 2014 back to back to back to back to back hits like that's like that's like four years in, this year no he didn't have it this year he didn't have any movies he's working, he's on, working dune right on dune now. but like 2014 2015 16 and 17 he had ba- mm. like phenomenal movies that's unreal and uh wind river as well too is a movie that i really loved from 2017 yeah. but yeah how about you anthony um logan yeah logan was my runner-up as well too yeah logan was uh it was the end of the hugh jackman wolverine mm-hmm. um Going into it, it was just like you thought it was going to be Old Man Logan, which it was, but it had a different take on it. And I thought it was probably Hugh Jackman's best performance yeah. as Wolverine. Phenomenal movie. That opening sequence set on the limo. Yeah, yeah the limo scene. Really yeah. like set the tone. Set, set the tone, set the rating. And again, that was the first superhero movie that we really saw got the R rating. Yeah. Yep. Um, or Deadpool came out in 2016, right? Yes, but it was really like, okay... They're taking it serious. Yeah, yeah. and it, it was, was a, a serious comic book. Yeah, film. and then like what Shay like Shay mentioned, like James Mangold's just brought such, and that's why I get vibes of Mangold like in the Mandalorian right mm-hmm. now, just because it's like that Western old like just grittiness that like works so well for some characters, and to see a, a proper Wolverine story. Yeah, without the spandex. Yeah, with Diane. The, oh, what's the her name? The cigars and the, the hey, the bub. Yeah, it yeah. was very serious tone to it. Yeah, um, the whole sequence. Daphne Keen. Daphne Keen, who X-23. plays X twenty three. Yeah, that scene where she doesn't talk the whole movie, and then the scene in the car where she just goes <laughs> off on him in Spanish, yeah. and he's just like, "What's happening?" Right, like that's like amazing scene. What is so scene? good? It was a beautiful, beautiful film. It had a lot riding on its shoulders, and I think it delivered in every way possible. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, the year that we got Get Out, okay, uh, and Split as well too, right? Yeah, yeah, you're right. Wonder Woman came out that year too. Wonder Woman as well. Uh, for me, uh, again, this was a tough year because as there were a lot of films that were great, but as you're saying it, uh, Daniel, that the list gets harder to really pick that one, right? Um, so for me, the obvious choice here was uh, Justice League. Uh, by Zack Snyder's cut, obviously. Oh, Justice League, as, Justice. People, as, as the <laughs> people like to call it on the internet. I want to see the Zack Snyder version. What's it called again? Snyder cut. The Snyder cut. Yeah, the Snyder cut. No, it's never coming. No. Anyways, uh, no. For me, and, and it's one that 
it's not going to be a surprise to people because they know I talk about this film a lot. And it's only reason why it's up there is because, to me, representation is one of those things that's very interesting. Yeah. Um, I I don't see people of that look like me on screen. So when I saw this film, I was very intrigued by it, but I also just really liked it because it's really funny and it's to the big sick. I remember you and I went to go watch that in Varsity. Yeah. And just just loved it. Like we had such a good time with that movie. No? Yeah. You look a little upset about it. Right? No, I'm I'm looking at my I was trying to make a joke about twenty seventeen and movies. Yeah. And I was looking at my list. It's I'm the like, emoji movie, of course. Yeah, it was that the emoji was, that movie, was the right? movie of the uh, year. But I also really liked Call Me By Your Name and I remember I watched that and yeah. I love the performances. That was what reintroduced me to the to our golden god, Timothy Chalamet. Yeah. I mean, um that was twenty seventeen. Yeah, Ooh. yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, and to like his own starring role because we we've seen him in like Interstellar right. and but stuff. But really, right? like that roles, was yeah. like when I got to know oh, that's, that, that's, that's when the Chalamet, Chalamet became. That's when that that's when that's he came when he on became the scene. Swiss Chalamet almost. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, The Big Sick is a movie that I've I've watched a bunch of times since it's been out on release, and it's such it's such a, a well made movie, and I, I just Kamel Nanjiani and um, I'm blanking on Zoe Kazan. Is that his wife's name? Well, no, that's not his name. That's the actress's name. No, but who's Emily the, Gordon? Emily Gordon. That's it. Who who wrote the movie? It's such a. I love the fact that they're like, this is a real story. Let's let's tell our story because it's a unique story, yeah. and it's just so well told. And I just, yeah, it's just it's such a good movie. It's so funny, but it's also not afraid to be dramatic. And mm. I wish it got the more recognition that it deserved at uh, at award shows. But I think it was also one of those movies that really started movements for things to change right i think it did too. yeah so it's one of those because they're seeing like oh it's straight to amazon yeah right? but it, but it got Sorry, a, but straight to theater they were nominated for an oscar for they it because we were surprised there was no golden globe nomination but yeah. they did get the oscar nom and we're like oh my god we're starting Original to see the change of right? yeah. uh, things happening right yeah, yeah, yeah. Phenomenal movie. It. it's a good movie you should yeah watch you should it. watch it man it's really good really really, really it's good. really funny and ray ramon does a great job and so does uh Deborah. No, what's his wife's name? Oh my God, she's in Batman vs Superman. She plays Mrs. Oh, Holly. So Holly Hunter. Ho- Holly. No. Holly is Hunter? it Holly Hunter? Yes. Yeah, I think, yeah, it is Holly Hunter. Incredible. Oh, uh, Elastigirl. Yeah, Elastic Holly Girl, Hunter. Yeah. yeah, Holly Hunter. Yeah, she does a phenomenal job. She's great too. in it. She's phenomenal. In it. Um, and it's just got a lot of these these cameos that kind of work. Like you have um, who directed uh, Eighth Grade again? Bo Burnham. Yeah, if you like, if you like, uh, uh yeah. Uh, Amy Bryant right? is in as well. Oh, it's like from like if you're yes. a stand, if you're a comedy fan, you'll see people that you know in yeah. that. Uh, how about for 2018, Anthony? Now we're coming up closer to. Yeah, we're getting closer. There's a lot closer. of movies. Okay, a lot of movies. You might think I'm going to pick one movie over the other movie, but I'm not. Are you going to throw us for a curveball here? Yeah, tell yes. us. Venom. Okay, so what's your film choice? <laughs> <laughs> I swear to God. Whoever just check their look Isle, at their phone. Isles of Dog. Isle of Isle, Isle of dogs? dogs. Is it? Yeah. Sorry. Isle of Dogs. Not Isles of Dogs. <laughs> Isle of Dogs. Isle, 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 Isle three and Isle four. <laughs> of Isle of Dogs. Isle of Dogs. Well, another Wes Anderson movie. Another Wes Anderson. Listed. This one very similar to Fantastic Mr. Fox, which when did that come out? Twenty or no? Two thousand nine. Yeah. Um, claymation. Beautiful. Story about dogs, That's love it. I just loved it. I loved everything about it. I love the 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 the, the, un, the Japanese undertone to it. I love the. Well, take place in Japan, didn't yes. it? <laughs> Forgot, yes. Forgot the Japanese overtone of it. Um, uh, we'll yeah, say beautiful the movie, Japanese yeah. inspiration. To inspiration, it. yeah. Um, Brian Cranston as a voice of a dog is great. Yeah, Jeff phenomenal. Goldblum is a Jeff Goldblum, Ed Norton, everyone. 
Anyone who was in Grand Budapest is in this movie. Yeah, that, so. that sushi scene to me still is like one of the most memorable moments yeah. in that film because I was like, "Wow, this is so well done." Yeah, I mean, the cre- the amount of animation that had to go to it, the stop motion animation, phenomenal. I'm so surprised. Wes Anderson is one of those, those directors that I'm so surprised we haven't seen him be like, "Oh, Netflix is signed, giving him ten million dollars to make yeah. movies." You know, because he's, he's so ran- he's so under the radar, but still. On the so radar. known, but like, yeah, but he's, he's he's like top five directors right now. Yeah, but he but he's one of those not, directors that he hasn't made a, 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 a miss. miss. No, yeah. he hasn't made he a bad movie. A miss. Maybe Moonlight, Moon Moon Moonrise. Moonrise, Moonrise Kingdom, Kingdom was one of my favorites of his, though. Yeah, which but is like, odd because I loved I love that movie. Yeah. I don't know. I love why that I love movie, movie so too, but I guess that's his weakest in the past couple. Maybe, but yeah, Aquatic is good. I like that. Good choice. Solid choice. Twenty eighteen. I'll give you guys whoever gets it. I know. I, I think Daniel's gonna take it, yeah, and that's fine because I didn't put it on purpose. Unless it's not what I think it is, then. Do now. you think? I feel like you think I'm gonna say Mission Impossible Fallout. No. Okay, yeah, I did, but now I I'm think not. Take what mine is? You're gonna Wait. take what mine is, aren't you? You six six. Something. Yours is Spider Man to the Spider Verse. It is. It is. Wow, you guys are throwing a curveball because that's something think? else. Did you think I was gonna say Avengers Infinity War? Yes. <laughs> the fuck's I'm just, wrong with you I'm guys? just reading all of your minds right now. You say Spider Man. So, you I'm, thought we were gonna say Avengers Infinity? Yeah, yeah, because yeah, you guys were like just time. loving so, it. You went to watch it like nine hundred times. That is. When I look at me. my top three films of that year, it's <laughs> Mission Impossible, Fallout, Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse, and Avengers Infinity War. All phenomenal movies. The reason why I want to talk about Fallout. Okay, I was like, what do you want to talk about? <laughs> yeah, because yeah. I know Shay's gonna talk about Spider-Verse, and okay, we spoke about Spider-Verse so much. But Fallout is one of those movies that, again, I don't understand how the Mission Impossible films keep getting better. And Henry Cavill in that movie is phenomenal. And again, as people who like him as Superman, seeing him get a good role is nice to see. But just that movie in itself is just so mind-blowingly shot. And just set sorry, set piece after set piece just blows me away. And, and then Tom Cruise is so committed. I absolutely love it. And it's one of those movies that makes me fall in love with movies. Just because going to the theater and watching it, you're just like, this is why this is what a movie could be, um, and I feel the same way with um, Spider Verse. But I'll let Shay talk about that more because again, I've probably watched that the most. That's probably the most watched movie I have of 2018 after Infinity War. 2018 was definitely it, it was a tough one to pick as well because yeah, I mean, I, as easy as I could give it to Avengers Infinity War, um, as much as I love Marvel movies and comic book films. Uh, I think really Avengers, the first one, that that kind of says it all. If I say I liked Avengers, that's the proof of the. That's the, it. The you proof know what? of the. The rest of them is not just me being repetitive by saying I like them right. one too. Um, I there's a lot of films this year that I really liked, and I, I am going to talk about Spider-Man into the Spider Verse, but I definitely want to give some shout-outs to A Quiet Place. Yeah, hundred percent. One again, that's like number four on my list right yeah. now. I want to give a huge shout out to Hereditary. Absolutely. When I first watched it, I was like, nah, I don't know what the hell I did, but it stayed in my mind, mm-hmm. and I and I really like that. And obviously, Fallout because exactly what uh, what uh, Anthony, uh, Daniel said there. But I also really enjoyed Crazy Rich Asians that year too. Great movie. Really big surprise. Big, big surprise. surprise. Movie, yeah. Big surprise. Game Night as well as another big surprise. Yep. But Spider Verse to me was amazing because. It again had so much writing against it, and it was such an amazing Spider-Man movie. And the animation to me was so innovative, 
it's something yeah. that you still haven't seen. It's it's something it's something as small like you don't notice like when you see him you th- when you see Miles at the beginning of the movie as Spider Man. You're like pausing watching all. Yeah, you're you're just like you're watching it. You're like, well, he doesn't feel like aside from him not being Spider Man yet. Right. Visually, he doesn't feel like it, and then you like like inside baseball like knowledge of it. It's like it's because they animated him at twelve frames a second instead of twenty four frames per second. So, and then th- when he starts to when when he starts to become Spider Man more, the frame rate of how he's being animated is higher so he looks smoother in his movements and stuff so it's like it's like little microcosmic details like that that just take spider-verse to, to the a next no- level to the next level and i'm so happy that I just got announced a sequel as well too yes wow yeah great movie but yeah 2018 was there's some some some, some really good ones in that one you know um we've made it to 2019 so we're gonna this is the end of the decade so obviously we're going to have an episode of our top films of the year later on this year mm-hmm. um but the answers I, might change Answers may definitely change. We're recording this on November mm-hmm. 16th right now. So Ooh. there's still a lot of movies left to go. A lot of films. Um, but I'll, let, I'll uh, yeah. let Anthony give his movie defining of this year, this year. so far. I know what it's going to be. What is it going to be? To say it, and I'll be like, yes. Well, <laughs> you're going you're gonna to be <laughs> No, I'll, I'll be truthful with you if, you say, uh, if, if, if I'm wrong. It's Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Okay, I'm wrong. <laughs> it is. I love that film. That's amazing. I'm glad for you. That, you yeah. hate it? No, I don't hate it. You just didn't like it's it. Defi- didn't I, like the, it. Sec- the second time I saw it, it grew on me a lot more. Yeah. And I, it's. I'm really looking forward to watching it at home. Yeah, yeah. I want to watch it at home. Can't wait. Excited. What about just, it? Did you like so much? It's going back to it and understanding like the characters and where they come from and the backstories. And, yeah, and just hanging out with them. and hang literally yeah. and, and then the end sequence, which is crazy oh yeah um i just love the whole story of this actor who can't get anywhere anymore and has to go into westerns and find a career there and his sidekick buddy who is just going on for the ride with him yeah and then all the other stuff that happens with the yeah sharon tate there's so much in that movie so much and it's just i just love it i love it it's L.A. again, so I again I'm following. Yeah, in, just in Hollywood, love with Hollywood, and old Hollywood specifically. I thought how he were, was able to capture Los Angeles in that time period, the costumes, art direction, colors, yeah, it's beautiful, everything yeah. on point. And again, it's it's a movie that when I first saw, I'm like, yeah, I wish I liked this more. And then yeah. when I saw it the second time, I'm like, wow, I've thought about this movie so much, and I've keep thinking about it and i'm i'm glad that it's resonated with me a lot more and again i'm just excited to watch it again yeah. um for 29 all the deleted scenes all the deleted scenes and everything coming from it i'm, I'm down for it what do you think i was gonna say nothing I'll, I'll, I'll we'll get to it um you don't know me for me i mean this year this year has really began underwhelming and then i think once it kicked in once it kicked in especially like our tiff voyage really gave us like banger 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 after another and we've been on a pretty good streak you know with Mm -hmm. the with the exception of a couple this year um i mean parasite is really fresh on my mind right now and it's easily one of the top films this year and i know it feels like a cop-out to say this but i think what avengers endgame accomplished this year in terms of bringing that chapter of the mcu to a close and wrapping things up wrapping things up and giving fan service but also still making a coherent movie with time travel and 
stakes and drama and action and comedy. It's a movie that if we thought the first event, the first Avenger seems so simple now. Mm. When you compare so when you compare it to what we've gone s- since since then, right? Mm. And I think Endgame is a movie that just that portal scene alone, I've watched it a couple times on Disney Plus because it's in 4K and Dolby Vision and all that. And just like watching it and just watching that end sequence and thinking back to when I first saw Iron Man and seeing Nick Fury at the end and being like, oh, they're going to start making the Avengers and seeing what the MCU has become since then and where it's going. Mm -hmm. It makes me so happy as a fan. And I just, I love it. Mm -hmm. I absolutely love it. So I'm going to, I think I'm going to say end game for mine, but again, we'll see where the end of the year stacks, right? That's a, that's a very, very, very solid choice. Yeah. How about you, Shay? Um, this one was also, it, it, again, I remember we discussed this a lot. This year was very rough in the beginning. It, yeah. it really picked up, especially with Tiff. Um, and if I hadn't just seen this movie, I would have given it to Midsummer this year because I loved Midsummer so much. It was so engrossing and it just, it made me upset and it gave me a lot of reactions. But I know this might be a hop out as an answer as well because we just saw it, but Parasite, I think Parasite to me, it, it did so much by doing what it needed to do. Right. It kept the conversation moving. It never let me predict what was going to happen next. No, you never knew what was going to I never knew what go. was going to happen. Um, and I think, again, with the exception of Endgame being the monster at the box office <laughs> that it was, the film that I'm seeing the most discussion about online is Parasite. Easily. And that's amazing for a movie that is, one not made here no you know what i mean and two something that isn't playing everywhere but people are actively seeking it out and -hmm. i think that's what's so special about parasite is that people are actively seeking out to go watch it and experience it so they could talk about it with people people. that also don't normally go watch films yeah i've noticed that as a trend that it's people that i've talked to that don't go watch movies right. that often. They're like, no, I keep hearing about this Parasite film. I got to go watch right. it. And if you're listening to this podcast right now and you haven't seen Parasite, go, go watch, watch it. And it's playing so many more places now. So yeah. we, we had to like go for a little trek to find ours, but it's playing in a lot of local cinemas now. So definitely go mm-hmm. watch it. And when you think of, when you think of what this year has given us, it's given us the biggest blockbuster film of all time. And it's given us smaller <laughs> movies and, like when I look at also this year with Honey Boy and yeah. Ford versus Ferrari and Joker, Irishman, Irishman and Sound of Metal, Jojo and, Rabbit, you know Jojo Rabbit. Like this, this second half of 2019 has been giving us some real great Dangers. movies, and I'm so curious to see what award season is going to look like next year because, like, who knows? Like, I feel like it's just so up in the air. Of There's who, a lot of randoms that'll be thrown in. You know this what I mean? And, I, and what's interesting to me is I'm hoping at least this Oscar year we're gonna see some real like movies that we really know yeah really like and that's how i kind of felt with spider-verse last year yeah it's a sony movie yeah it's a spider-man movie but spider-verse was the underdog last year easily and and it's like it's nice when you see movies that deserve the recognition get that recognition um the one thing that's for sure though like you know, we started this podcast back in February. We really started every week in March. Right, March was the big one. With the, March was when we were consistent with our episodes and everything. And it's, I don't think there's ever been a better time to talk about movies than than what we're doing right now. And yeah, it's just it's it's just great to be able to, to when you like when you think of 2010. 2010 doesn't feel almost 10 years ago. No, 
It feels like a few years ago. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I feel like your internal clock kind of stops sometimes. You're like, yeah, Inception was only a few years ago. But like, no, next summer it's going to be 10 years old. Yeah. When we watch, when we're watching Tenet, we're like, well, remember Inception 10 years ago? Oh like, that's, that's crazy to think. But this has been a really good decade of movies. Yeah. Do you think, how do you think this decade compares to the 90s or the 2000s or years before that? Because I think, I think if we're just looking at what to, the year 2004 has given us, I think twenty the 2010s are stronger than 2000 to 2009. And I think the reason why is this is now where Hollywood is trying to take it seriously as a business and not so much that, hey, we know people are going to come to watch the movie. Now they have to get us in the seats. Right. That wasn't a problem before because really what people do, they go to the movies. Right. Now people can watch movies at home. Pirating is so much easier. You can do Netflix. Right. Um, you can, there's other activities out there. So how are you going to draw us to your movie? Right. Make it compelling. And mm-hmm. that's what they're trying to do now. They're trying to take it a lot more seriously. They yeah. want, I mean, I think now, especially starting this year, we really are starting to see those original movies, those, those smaller indie films make that splash. Yeah. And just like with indie movies now, like I think they're bigger than ever. Yeah. Like indie movies are such a driving force of Hollywood now and even though it doesn't feel like it because like you make one indie movie now and it feels like your next picture is like you're getting a deal from yeah. Marvel's calling you're you Marvel. you're si- like Netflix is calling you and I think that's when you see the success of Marvel all of their movies like all of the more recent movies have been from indie directors getting like the the the, the call like they're calling like they're the farm team getting called up to the big leagues now right. you know yeah. um and I feel like Indie movies are so important now, and I think just going forward, I I'm so excited to see what 2020 is going to bring because there's some big movies coming next year too. You know, big big year. Yeah. So that was our top films of the decade. It feels so weird saying that. It still feels weird saying that. I didn't realize it was like the end of the decade until yeah, we were until you just said it. Until I was like, oh yeah, it's it's 2019, 20 like yeah. I just didn't think of it. <laughs> now, of and course, I know you said it was like trending, so yeah, it's, it's um, we've been seeing a lot of people put uh, like publishing their own list. I'm yeah. like, oh yeah, in that movie, in that movie, Man, ten years past, ten years already. Um, again, this episode is a pre-recorded episode as you're listening to it, as all of our shows are, but we're not here this week. That's <laughs> we why, haven't done a live episode yet. That's why we haven't asked for your movies of the decade. But please write into the show this time with dot com slash talk. Let us know what some of your favorite movies of the decades are, and we'll read them on our next show once we return from Orlando. Do you guys Orlando. have a movie, a movie of the decade? A movie of the decade. 2010 till now? Yeah. Ooh. Woo! It's hard. That's, I, that's too hard. I can't think of that right no, now. No, that's okay. Well, we'll come back with our next episode with our movie of the decade yeah. picked. Ooh. All right. Sounds good. Yeah, so we have homework to do, guys. So, again, write us in at thistimewith.com slash talk. Let us know what your movie of the decade is or movies of the decade or movies that maybe you didn't agree with us on. Uh, We'd love to hear what you guys have to say. That was this time with the movie podcast. And we'll see you next.